What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Tarn Armstrong, and I'm here today with a very special guest to talk about his experience on The Circle UK Season 3. It's Vithin. How you doing, Vithin? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I, I'm doing great. Uh, it's, it's great to meet you. You seem like a lovely uh, geezer, uh, heart emoji, send. <laughs> Thank you. Did I, do it right? um, Did I do it right? Yeah, well, you should have said circle message first. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Circle message. All right, now nah, it's already it's already messed up. Yeah. I already screwed it up. Uh how 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 are you, Vithin? Yeah, I'm good. It's, it feels a lot longer than a week since the final like final mm-hmm. episode. Like it's weird that all the series has only stopped being on air for a week. Um because it feels a lot longer than that. Um and I think I probably underestimated the how the mentally draining side of it mm-hmm. i think um especially i i didn't think i would care that much because it's been so long since we filmed it um and to be fair like, i do feel like i was quite desensitized from my character when i'm watching it now i do i do almost feel like it's just a doppelganger playing me like yeah. i don't it doesn't actually feel like it's me doing that um but i guess people's comments have I think have made it draining but not necessarily but I don't feel like they're at fault for their comments I think their comments are based on what they see as a viewer so Mm -hmm. I can't really critique them for that it's just it's just draining because obviously I have the privilege of knowing the truth yeah (laughs) and so and so I was seeing those comments and it's just it's just draining for me I can Um, imagine I mean it's 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 a tough thing um you know especially like uh in in the past the circle has filmed live and so uh you know people get out of the show and uh and they can like watch it back and i'm sure you can search for the the comments that were made but it's a different experience to sit and watch the reaction happening live and be and live in that for you know a good three weeks yeah for sure like i think i was speaking to a couple people from like previous series and i don't think they watched their series back and that mm-hmm. was going to be that would have been me had i been um had it been live and yeah. like because for me i guess the only reason why i watched it now was just for my episodes it was just to make sure i didn't do anything that got me cancelled <laughs> um and then after like afterwards i only watched the remaining episodes just to like support my friends because i'm friends with the cast so it's like right. just to support them um but other than that there wouldn't have there was no motive for me to 
watch the show. And I think having done the show, um, I definitely feel like I preferred the doing to the watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually a big reason why I applied because I noticed as I was getting older, maybe it was because when you watch a series of the same thing many times, it like you get diminishing returns. So it could just be that. But I noticed that as I was getting, as I'm getting older, I'm enjoying these shows like less and less. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I was young, like when I was younger, like in my kind of single digits, like kind of to like early double digits, um, I would watch literally every single one. So like, I mean, in terms, I'd watch all those talent shows as well, like Strictly, Britain's Got Talent, like you have like American Idol. So I watch like X Factor, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, so like I'd watch every single type of competition that's televised basically. Um, and as I've got older, I've really stopped. I feel like the only things I'd, I mean, I never watched a circle before applying. So like probably the only things I watch now, probably I'd say just Strictly Come Dancing and maybe like The Apprentice when The Apprentice is I watch that. Yeah. Um, but yeah generally I don't watch many of the competition shows anymore uh, because I think I've just so I realized that I'd prefer doing it to watching it and having done it I definitely feel like um, I prefer doing it um, maybe doing it has made me stop being able to watch it and I, I do actually mm. think that's true um, and I think that that's quite common with people that do shows like reality shows um, they say that once they've done a show they the way they watch it is in, in a whole different light like I guess the way I just can describe it is like um knowing like a magician's tricks kind yeah. of um so like you would if you knew all the magician's tricks you wouldn't want a magic act wouldn't be exciting for you yeah um, yeah so i hear I, that so a I, lot I, think, that, I think that's how i i think that's how i describe it so do you think you would uh you'd want to go and do more of these kinds of shows would you would you go on strictly oh yeah i'd go on strictly but i mean i'm nowhere near famous enough but yeah. like <laughs> so I, would, I would do it no, no i think i even said with the circle like, i said to the execs actually that um once the show runs its course they should do like an ultimate circle um mm-hmm. where like x players can go back in um but you cannot you can either play yourself or you can catfish as another player mm-hmm. so obviously the characters will be redundant because we know they're fake now but we can you can catfish as someone like a player yeah. so it'll give, it will give the people that were catfished the first time an opportunity if they wish to play as themselves this time or it will give the people like me who played as myself the chance to catfish as another player yeah like you could go in as as tim from season two yeah exactly yeah i think we i was on an instagram live with um shabazz and billy and we, we talk about who i'd be and I, I said that i'd be um woody if i had to pick on the off the top of my head now um and my reasoning for that was that given that hypothetically this, if this was going to happen in like 10 years time has to say like you, I would think like who would be of an age where it would still seem realistic that they want to do the show. Mm-hmm. So like given that Woody did it when he was 18, like in 10 years time, he's going to be like 28. So it still seems like realistic that he'd want to do the show. Um, and also given that he's like a semi-celebrity um, it's, I have, I've never spoken to him. I've spoken to loads of the like season two podcasts, but I've never spoken to him, but given that he's quite famous, like semi-famous, information on him will be quite publicly accessible mm-hmm. but i won't need to speak to him and get to know him to get information on him so that was my reasoning for yeah. that do you think you would do uh better as a catfish or do you think that uh being yourself was the right call um well the, th- the thing is i actually applied as a catfish um and they sorry <laughs> i applied as a catfish and i literally only mentioned that i could be myself at the bottom as like a footnote just mm-hmm. as like so I gave, I gave a whole paragraph on why I should be a catfish. And then I gave a small bit at the end going, oh, but if I want, I could be myself and overcome the obstacles I found in society. I put something like that. That was yeah. literally the bit I said about myself. Um, they got the call and then they asked me about my catfish idea. And then um, they were trying, they didn't really, they were trying to like kind of sway me away from it. Um, and then they said like, they didn't like the one I'd come up with. So they were like, um, 
we'll call you tomorrow, the next day. And then I came up with another idea and they still didn't like that one. And then the casting just came out and outrightly said, like, when they saw my application, they pictured me as like being like the stats mastermind. Mm -hmm. And that they think that I'd have more chance getting cast as that. So then to myself, I thought, do I want to get casted? Or like, am I just going to, is is like is that question like do you want to do what you want or right. do you want to get casted and ultimately like what's the point of doing what you want if you know they're not interested in it yeah. um so like so i was like i'll go as my so I, then i pursued going as myself and then i did get casted um and i think even w- when you watch the show i think you can see that everyone's like everyone's like almost a character of them of the real selves like you're you're cast as that kind of role so i knew like even and from watching the u.s series and seeing like shoe bomb i knew i was going to be put as like that kind of like nerd archetype equivalent i mean in fact to be fair like i had to show my parents a picture of shoe bomb for them to be willing for me to do the show yeah <laughs> yeah they, because they were i think i spoke on the show about how my how my mom was against like asian yeah. people doing this stuff so i was so then i showed her a picture of shoe bomb and was like look people like brown people do do this do the show because then like throughout my like application process like even with the sites and everything the whole chat was about how like I was definitely under the impression that I would be the only like brown person just from the nature of how the site conversations were going. Like, mm. because the questions they were asking me were like, how would you feel if you like as the one representative and people expecting you to represent them? Or like, what do you think the like repercussions could be if you won and stuff, all this sort of thing. Um, so when I went in, that was a big shock to see them because, and almost, I felt a bit awkward about it only just because in my VT, I'd, my VT made it seem like I was the only age. Yeah. If you watch my VT in isolation, it would look like it. So the fact, even on the, sh- in, even when the way they did the edit, I was the last Asian out of the starting lineup people to be shown. Mm-hmm. It looked a bit weird, I felt. Um, so had I, obviously had I known that stuff, I would have given a kind of different USP angle um, to me. And I think the other reason was that my initial thought was that I'd play a lot into my culture in terms of like, being that kind of tokenistic person mm-hmm. um so that when i saw them that then i immediately had to change my um strategy because i knew because the thing is i'm i generally get accused of being like a coconut in real life i don't know if you know what that means i do not okay it's, it's someone that's like um br- like ethnically brown but like supposedly like stereotypically like having the characteristics of a white person on the inside mm-hmm. um so for me i almost saw the circle as a chance to kind of not disprove that because I kind of know that I'm not very cultured, but like at least try and grow into my culture a bit more. Yeah. Um, but then when I saw like Hashio and Manrika, I, I realized all side and Manrika, I was like, Oh, I can't do that because they're going to catch me out kind of thing. If I, in case they say anything that's wrong. Yeah, we, like, we... Whereas, whereas if it was just like, say if everyone was like, not, if there were no other Asian contestants, it's unlikely they would have been able to catch me out when I try and become more Asian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, we did see you talk with Manrika, uh, being able to bond over the fact that you that you were both there. Um, was that uh, was that something that 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 lasted? Obviously, the relationship with Manrika did not last forever. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, how, like, how did that work out? Um, do you mean like just my relationship with Manrika on the show? Yeah, because like, it, it felt yeah. like it felt like that was the bonding moment for you when you both talked about uh, you know, expecting to be the only person there uh, to represent your culture, um, and then seeing another person there and, and sort of feeling like, oh wow, like we're we're both here, like this is cool. Yeah, I mean, it was good because we were. I guess she's only like she's only like eighteen months older than me, mm-hmm. um, so like we were similar age as well. Um, and I'm I'm surprised that she, um, because she straight away like friend zoned or not friend zoned, but like brothered me kind of mm-hmm. in the chat like she automatically she was the first one to call me like her little bro and stuff so it's it's interesting because it showed that she didn't clearly have the kind of 
relationship thing in her mind or at least or maybe she was waiting for the right moment um because she could have pulled the trigger then if she wanted to have that kind of circle relationship with anyone if she hypothetically um but yeah that conversation was good but it was actually that was actually the only conversation i had one-to-one with her throughout our whole time so after so, so after that conversation, I think so that conversation happens on day three. And um, I mean, I have a table and graph of all my chats, so I memorized. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so that conversation was on day three. And then day six was the first Circle Siblings chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after, after that, there was only two more Circle Siblings chats. So I never, so after that one conversation, I never had a one-to-one with her. Yeah, so, so we basically saw every single conversation. You saw every single chat with, yeah, with me and Manrika, yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, so, I mean, that was that was a big part of your storyline was that everyone kept saying, like, uh, we like Vithin, but he never talks to anyone. He never initiates any conversations. Um, uh, like what what went into that uh, situation for you? I'm just going to have a sip of um it certainly seemed like uh, it, it definitely was a, a pain point in uh, in your game. Yeah, so I think this this has been um, this is like public knowledge now on a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the reality is that we have absolutely zero control over the amount of chats we have and who we speak to. Um, so really, I can only do the best with what I with the hand I'm given. Yeah. Um, and it's not as if um, we're all given the same amount of chats. It's, it's, <laughs> it change it changes what per contestant mm-hmm. so different contestants we, we each get a different amount of chats and a different type of chat so some people might get like one-to-one chats whereas other people are shoved into like, like a group chat with four other people so it's, it's all um controlled by the show yeah. um so where it so i don't think i well i don't think anyone could have done anything um differently to what i did with the chats i was given um like because if you if, even when the chats they did show because surprisingly I actually calculated out of my one to one chats or chats in a in like a trio fifty five percent of them made the TV so like people were saying that I came across like quiet but in reality like all people were saying that they were editing me out of the show but but in reality like more than half the chats I had were making the TV mm-hmm. um, so for me that showed like when I was given the chance to talk I like I did deliver. Yeah. And actually one of the one of the positive things I think people were saying about me was that they thought I was quite efficient with my airtime. Um so I do feel like when I was given the chance to kind of have a conversation, um, it did make the TV. And like even um after my conversation with like Natalia when I was in the hot tub and stuff, when when the camera panned to her after the conversation, she said that she thinks I might be her favorite person to speak to. Um and even Andy, like I think when one of the ratings, he said he always enjoys speaking to me and stuff. Um, so I think everyone I spoke to enjoyed speaking to me, but I'm not in control of how frequent those conversations are with. So I really did everything in my power um, I, that I think I could have done. Um, do, you have yeah. any, do you have any theories as to uh, why it was so difficult to, to, get, uh, to get chats? Uh, there's two things. Um, well, the main reason is because if, if like, if you imagine having like a dozen eggs, yeah, they, they'd invested about 10 or 11 of those eggs into that Felix Manrico relationship mm-hmm. storyline. So the problem was they'd invested so much into that story that they could not risk that story collapsing mm-hmm. because 
the the narrative for the whole series that they planned would have been broken because everything obviously led up for them to meet at the final dinner and I think everyone kind of knew that as soon as that relationship formed I think all the viewers kind of knew that they were going to make the final as well mm-hmm. um because every year there needs to be kind of a um big kind of reveal at the final dinner otherwise yeah. it's not eventful um so the problem so I didn't at this point I didn't process that and I think I think if I was going back I think one of the things I would have done would be like to think about the tv aspect as well mm. um because i really went on thinking it was a game that's televised as opposed to a tv show about a game yeah um because it's ultimately it's an entertainment show and the game is merely a framework for the show to exist mm-hmm. um but i think i went on thinking it was a, a proper actual game that's just so happened to be televised and because i'd only watched um i'd only watched series two prior to me going on the show i'd had no time to like analyze production and stuff yeah um so because i'd only been i'd only had one series to judge it by so i just so i and so it's only by comparing um series two and our series that you've there's so many demographic similarities between results and everything um but back, yeah back to the point so yeah i think the one reason was that and i think the reason why tally Gemma, and me were now in succession was because we were probably the three biggest critics of that relationship or felix mm-hmm. um and so any threat to that relationship had to be like written off with like immediate effect. Um, so I think that was one issue. Um, I think the second issue was related to that is that basically with all the other players, because their game plans were much more emotive than mine was, um, the producers, I think, I think had an idea of who they were going to block because they'd always ask us questions and stuff just so they have their narrative, like, there are thoughts on players and everything so mm-hmm. i think they i think with the others they had a better idea of who they would block if they became an influencer um whereas with me my i was very i'm i was very un, unpredictable because even even i didn't know who i was going to block because i remember the floor producer actually asked me like um who would who would you block if you were influenced and i said it depends on the maths because for me i would have it would literally, I would have literally done it on a formula. And then they were like, what does the math say? And then I said, um, oh, I don't, I, I haven't done the maths yet because it would be arrogant for me to do the calculations before I even become influencer. Mm-hmm. So I never did. I, I, I wouldn't know. I honestly don't know who I would have blocked because I said, I'll never do the calculations until I become it because I just find it arrogant to do it before you become influencer. So, so then because of that, it made, I think they had, found it like me too much of like a wild card because mm. I'm too unpredictable because what would have happened if I had become influencer and then my formula said get rid of Manrika it would yeah. have ruined the whole show <laughs> so like so so I think that was the other reason that would have been exciting though I think yeah. um what was can you tell me what the what was the formula how would you have figured it out so it would have been the same for, it was, so the formula for my rating it was, it was it was linked to my formula for my rating so the formula mm-hmm. for my ratings was um Basically, I gave everyone like a, this thing called a circle popularity index. Mm-hmm. So it was basically just a weighted average of their ratings so far on the show. Um, just because, just because, say, if you come first out of a rating with nine people, that's more impressive than coming right. first out of a rating than seven people. So it was like weighted for that. Um, so it was an average of that. And then I'd do, I would do my one as well. And then I would do like my one minus their one to see like the difference right um because obviously in my what well, in my mind i thought i'm competing with the people that are closest in popularity mm. to me so i was more comfortable putting the people way ahead of me or way behind me at the top and the people closer to me at the bottom so so then i ranked those so i give them like a points from like say if there were seven people seven to one 
I'd give them like ranking points. And then I'd also have a separate, I had a separate whiteboard where I had how many chats I had with people. Um, and I'd like a portion chat. So say if I had a group chat with two other people, um, I'd count that as 0.5 chats for each person yeah. because that's like, they're getting half my attention. So I would total all those, those chats and then rank those from like seven to one, for example, and then yeah. I can do the combined ranking and then that would form my rating. Um, so that would, so I get, I assume my blocking formula would have been basically the same, but just out of the block players, like out, obviously I wouldn't include the players that were immune. So it would have been like ranking them from five to one, for example, but it would have right. been the same method. And do you think you probably would have gone for like the players closest to you and average popularity index to block or would you yeah, have gone so, for so, the so, high so, players? No, no, no. The players I would have blocked would have probably been the player players. Um, Oh, actually, that's a good point. Yeah, actually, I th- so it would have been, I think it would have been the mix. It would have been the players. I would have tried to go for the highest ranked player that I'd had the least amount of chats with. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would have done. I love it. It's, I, I think that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, um, no, and I think, I think for me, that's why it was when I think the ratings were when I actually felt I had the most control over my decisions just mm-hmm. because it was impossible for anyone to influence me because I had a system that I'd worked on for because I, I hadn't I, ha, I had to make it for I made this whole formula and everything for the show like for my interview to kind of make it seem like I'd I had no idea if it would work or anything yeah but I but I did it to make myself seem like I know, knew what I was doing almost mm-hmm. um so like because given that I'd created a whole kind of formula or method for my ratings it I it was impossible for anyone to kind of budge me and rate differently um right. so I think I had the most control over my decisions when it came to ratings um well- so I saw. So uh, after you have the uh, the conversation with Menrika, where you uh, admit to uh, the anonymous comment about her and Felix, uh, you did rank her third, I believe. Um, did you? Were you not aware that she had taken so much offense and or saw it as a, a threat to her, or, or were you just kind of like, I've got to stick to the formula anyway? Um, sorry, my throat dries up way too quickly when I'm talking. <laughs> okay, so basically, the, the, I don't know you. It seems like I'm the only person that's noticed this. Um, but basically, if you note, well, if you notice when you were when you're watching the show, mm-hmm. when um, so basically, okay, so basically after that whole conversation, um, which did, went completely not how I would have wanted it to go, but that's a different story um well well, let's let's tell that story first and then we'll then we can talk about the rating (laughs) well the thing is okay so i think all of those i think the second week just everything i just felt like i just didn't feel like i had any control over anything Mm -hmm. um so i just felt like everything was kind of out of my hands because um the i wouldn't i think had this had it if this was like a game that wasn't on tv for example we're just playing a game by ourselves um the painting of Saeed wouldn't have happened. Um, the question wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. and the apology therefore wouldn't have happened. Um, but obviously the, because of the nature of TV, all those things ended up happening um, because I feel, I think I got into a place where I felt as if, if you didn't cooperate, they would see that as like, mm-hmm. they, like then you're not willing to cooperate and then they won't give you future opportunities. Right which is that's how I felt. And I think that's quite a rational way to think yes. or like a rational thing to believe. I don't, I don't think that's like nonsensical for me to have thought that, mm-hmm. um, especially given with the question, for example, um, I had already submitted five questions for the game 
and none of them got accepted. And then I got the response back saying, why don't you write a question pretending to be somebody else? So if, if I, so from that perspective, if my first five questions haven't got accepted, but they liked question six, like, I don't think that's that outrageous for me to like thought fine because they've not accepted my first five. Let me go with my sixth choice. Right. Like, and I, I never, I never said that I could win this show on my, with my F game. Like I said, I thought I'd try and I thought I'd try my best to win the show with my A game. Mm-hmm. I didn't say I was going to come on with my F game and win this. So like you could, so I think I, so I felt almost as if I was having to compromise what would be good strategically in order to satisfy the entertainment needs of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually what happened with that whole question thing was Felix, they actually got Felix to confront me straight after the game and they didn't show it because I actually didn't. So I really didn't want to do this question. So like they got Felix to confront me straight after the game. And then um, I managed, I denied it at that point. I was, so I put out a response like, um, well, he didn't confront me straight away. He just, but he didn't, but he didn't enter the conversation saying like, hi, hello. He entered the conversation going, I don't know how much more of this I can take people saying all this stuff about me. And then I responded saying something like, oh, I'm glad you felt that thought that you could come and confide in me about this. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we just had a normal conversation after, but I was just really upset with the whole thing because obviously I hadn't wanted to do the conversation. And then I felt like they'd set me up. Um, that like I was almost in tears and like they had to take me out for fresh air because I was like that upset and angry. So I was, I was quite disappointed with the edit, how it looked like I was like some sort of like Lord Farquaad. Yeah. Who, yeah. He was like totally loving it. Um, so, because I just thought that was a bit inaccurate from what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole apology situation. So after that, I was, I, I, because I felt guilty just because I felt like, I'd lost myself almost because the way I saw anonymous games is like the reason why I didn't want to do a question like that was just because I don't see there being any need to be like not mean but mean but like mean for the sake of being mean Mm -hmm. like that's that's how doing that question felt to me it felt like there was nothing for me to gain from doing doing that so I I just felt it was just pointless and I'm someone that judging from how you've seen me do my describing my ratings I'm someone that likes to have a purpose for yeah. doing what I do was this just felt like very flippant and just for the sake of it so I was just upset and then I, I was struggling to sleep with because of guilt and stuff I, I even had a nightmare like one night that like Manrika messaged me on Facebook saying that she didn't want to be friends with me and and then like and then I and then, and then one time I had and at this time I still at this point I still thought Felix was real so like I remember Felix I had a nightmare where Felix told me that like he wouldn't invite me out with his friends and all this stuff so but like even even so I was willing to just push it under a rug because I was like I've, I've got past and especially once German's blocking happened I was like we're done finally I've just got closure on this story and I could just move on um then obviously the circle and I actually I actually asked to have a circle siblings chat just because that was day 13 when I had it and then the last chat I'd had with them was day eight so it had been a while since I'd been allowed to speak to them and I did not know that they were having chats without me so obviously because obviously I'm not in their room um so because I saw someone making a meme about how like it was like a meme of how they dropped me out of the circle, but like mm-hmm. that wasn't in their control or my control. Um, so yeah. But so then in this conversation, I think I started off going like saying like, Oh, I'm so proud of you both and stuff. And then they come back going, saying like, I've been quiet and like, what's going on? Like about one estate. I think, I think that shit was shown in the, the episode. Like they talked about like, did they, they might've said something about, do you want to be honest with us or something like that? I don't know. Did they show that? Um, uh, yeah, it, I mean, there was definitely like, they were trying to like, uh, like give you advice about like, Hey, you should, you should start opening up. Cause like, I think you yeah. were starting to be toward the bottom of the ratings at that point. Yeah. So, so I think, so it's weird because what, so what I recall from the actual chat was Andy said something like, 
I've spoken to like Saeed and Dorothy and they've said you've been quiet and stuff like what's going on and stuff. Um, and so then uh, like the real, if I, if the real me wants to say, I've only been offered one private chat in the last two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, that's, that's why, but like, obviously I couldn't say that because someone's I'm at the stop there. The show is typing yeah. my message. So then I had to so then I, so then I had to make up this excuse about how I had low confidence and I was struggling to initiate conversations. And I mean, I do have low confidence, but like my, my urge to win right. was, was so strong that it would overcome any nerves that I felt almost mm-hmm. as you saw from like day one, really. Um, because I was so nervous that when I entered, I literally drank water out of like a vase <laughs> by accident. Cause I didn't even realize it was, I, I was so nervous. That I drank water out of a vase. Um, but like my will to try and do well overcame the nerves. Um, and it, that didn't change throughout the process. It, the only thing that changed was how many chats I was getting given. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I made up this, excuse and that that's already set me off with tears and stuff because i was like then i realized the situation i'm in because i'm like i'm having to lie to protect the people that are taking away my chat mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, so that was really difficult for me and then um and then they came back and then i felt a lot of encouragement to try and apologize um because they were like so i think manrika must have said something like honesty is the best policy or something and i didn't even think she was talking about the question i think she just meant like opening up and they were like from my voice from the producer was like um Joni, do you think they talk about that question and i was and i was like oh i don't think they are and they were like but now would be a good time to apologize like it's been bothering you for a long time hasn't it and all this stuff they were really pushing on me and i just felt such a big weight and i i really didn't want to apologize so i thought to myself i thought how can i satisfy the producers because obviously i'm thinking I have to cooperate with them because otherwise I'll be blacklisted. But that's how I felt anyway. I don't know if that's a reality, but that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought, how do I cooperate with them? Um, so I thought, let me put, put something vague, like as a way of stalling and also shows that I've cooperated with them. So I put, um, so that's why I put that brief message instead of, instead of going out, because I think they would have just preferred me to have gone out straight and just said like, it was me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I made them, I made, I made the conversation too like two messages longer than it needed to be for them because because I was I was trying to stall and hope that they'd give up on trying to pressure me um and so I said something like uh oh I found the anonymous game challenging I've tried to be cool and edgy and stuff and I was like because I was like I left it vague because then I was like if Manrika wants to come at me about it then she can um and then the, the for me I don't even think I would have apologized even had she come at come at me about it the reason why i did apologize was because they didn't show it in the chat like on the chat it literally looks like her going was it you and then i go yeah it was me but 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 what really happened was she said something like um there was this question the circle relationship i spoke to felix and he said it wasn't him Gemma came and visited me last night and it she said it wasn't her, he said it wasn't him either was it you so from that process of elimination obviously dorothy and tally were answering the questions so it couldn't have been them and then if Manrika's saying it's not it wasn't Manrika or Felix and then it wasn't Gemma so that only leaves Saeed me and Andy and then obviously Saeed we all knew which one his question was mm-hmm. um and then if Andy wasn't in the chat I could have I might have gone like even even though I wouldn't have enjoyed doing that um I would have probably said it was Andy like I wouldn't have said it but I would be like oh have you asked Andy or something like that mm-hmm. the problem was I was boxed into a corner because everyone had got what they wanted because they boxed me into this corner where I had no other real option um because I couldn't say it was Andy because Andy was my best ally um on the show like he was yeah. the only person that really always had my back um so like 
I couldn't say it was him. So I had to say it was me. And the thing is, I saw people in the comments on Twitter and saying stuff like, why didn't you like just say Felix was lying? But that wouldn't have worked because look, look what happened to Tally. Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't step up to Felix because Manrique would have got rid of me regardless. So, so at, that, at that point, I was boxed into a corner where I had to apologize. And actually, after that conversation, I knew I was going out. So I actually had my outfit, my bare outfit laid out on my bed before the blocking decision came. That's how that's I just knew everything was already set in place. Um, the reason why I've waffled a bit, but the reason why I rated her third was basically I knew what well, in my mind, I thought Andy had lost trust of me because you know how Andy was so high on like, ethics and mm. like, all that stuff. I thought that ruined his perception of me as well. So I thought Andy was going to block me. I thought Manrika, I knew Manrika would. Um, I thought, and obviously Dorothy, I'd never, I'd only had one chat with, and that was on day six. And this was day 14. So like I knew she would block me as well. I could tell Femi didn't like me and I never got given the chance to have a ch- chat with him. So I knew he would block me. So literally I felt like the only people that wouldn't have blocked me were um, Pippa, Felix, and then Sa- possibly Saeed. Because I didn't, I didn't realise Saeed had no- known that I did the painting of him. Um, so I, I actually thought Saeed might have liked me. Mm. Um, but what, so basically what I did was if you notice when two new people are facing ratings for the first time, they don't put that message going, the top two will be influencers on the board. And the reason is, is that if the two new people finish bottom, they'll double block them and recreate them into a new character. Mm-hmm. So, so I almost felt like I was playing, I wasn't playing against my, you're not really competing against your other players. Right. You're competing against production. So I was, comp- I was trying, so I thought like in order for me to comp- what I can the only way I can kind of stall my elimination and hint like push it back a couple of more days is like get, trying to get Femi and Pippa to finish bottom two. Right. The producers get scared that I'm not going to go and then double block them and turn them into new character. Um, so basically, what I did was for that rating, I literally just averaged out everyone's popularity indexes and just went order from first to last um, because I didn't want to put say if I put Manrika fifth, for example, she's, then it's putting like people that I could have, in my mind, I thought I could have overtaken like Dorothy, like giving her extra points. Right. Yeah. I was like, I was so I, in my mind, I knew I'm never going to chase that Manrika anyway. So like I can put her third. And then I also, and also if you think about it, in my mind, I thought whoever was going to be influenced was going to block me. So I felt like my only chance of surviving was getting Pippa and Femi below me. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, but obviously for the for the narrative, they've it's made me look like the kind of like innocent, naive thinking Manrique is going to trust me. Yeah, and then she puts me seventh, but that's not actually what was going through my mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, that's very interesting. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's assume that you had made it to the end. Let's, let's just say that you made it to the, to the final five. You're there instead of Tom. Uh, do you know uh, what you think? You, I mean, obviously, you, I imagine you would have used the formula. Um, but so that means you probably haven't calculated it. So the answer is probably no, you don't know what you would have done. Well, um, so I, so I actually did like, a, oh. I did, she did a calculation. So they're not, well, so they're, they're not like, obviously, as you, as you were saying, like, they're not going to be super accurate because I wasn't there. My, I had to, I had to use it against like, oh, actually, no, no, that's not true for the final. No, the, the ratings between me going out and the final would have been slightly inaccurate because I right. don't know how many chats I would have been given with them mm-hmm. since I had, to, I, had to, I had to just hypothesize that it'd be the same rate as I was given during my time on the show and stuff. But the final ratings would have been um, the same had I been there. Um, and I actually published, I put, I put a tweet about them. It would have been um, Saeed first, Andy second, Manrika third and Felix fourth. Um, I was always going to put OGs above um, new people. Um, and my reasoning for that was just because in my mind, if I made the final, um, I wouldn't want to be beaten by someone that had been there less days than me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if someone's going to beat me, I want them to be someone that started from the, from the start. Um, so, and then the reason why I said, so what I did, what I, the reason for those, that order is that, um, based on their like popularity index, Saeed had the lowest. Mm-hmm. So out of those three, so I would put and I and lower than Phoenix as well. So like, but out of those three, he had the lowest. So I put him first, and Manrique had the highest. So that's why she would have gone in third, and then Andy was second. So that was that was the reason for that that order. Um, I actually think I had the most liked tweet of the series actually because I made a joke about it and I said something. It was it was um because someone someone had already made the the meme of like me drinking orange juice out of a wine glass, um, but I used this photo and I put the caption. Um, I put the caption of me knowing that I would have rated my fellow OGs as my top three, but none of them won because I wasn't there. <laughs> and I, it got, it got like over 4,000 likes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, who, who do you think, uh, I, I, would, would it have been Andy that you, that you would have hoped if it wasn't you that, uh, would you have hoped that he would, would have won? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because, um, for, for my me anyway, um, the way I decided how, who I was going to meet was, I was going to I was going to meet the person that I wanted to win mm-hmm. and then give them my game plan. Um because I actually gave Andy like basically the blueprint to win. He just chose not to use it. Um, um I mean and also I don't know how much control he had to use it. But but when I went when I went to visit him, I told him that I thought Felix was a girl. Um and I also told him that he should rate Felix and Enrique Low. And if he ever gets the chance to block any one of them anonymously, he needs to block one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so he and he did have that chance, but obviously he blocked Alice um, because I told him that he would. He, it's unlikely he would have ever beaten them two to, together. Um, 
so he had to break that someone had to break them up um, do, you, do you think that if he had blocked Manrika because I've heard him say that he can, he really did consider it um because I, I thought about that obviously blocking Manrika could could work for him but I I think maybe his worry and my worry would have been in his in his place is they're gonna they're gonna know it's him that did it uh because it's either Saeed or Felix at that point either Said Felix or him. And I think both Said and Felix probably would be able to suss out that it was neither of them. Um, so they probably know it was Andy and then they might turn on him in the end. It's interesting because I don't, the thing is, I don't think they think as analytically as it's fair. You do. I do. I think, I think a lot of the players, they didn't think that. And I think I might, if I feel like I had this very over analytical type of mindset, but I don't think, I don't think Natalia and Hash, Hashu might have actually, but I don't think, yeah, I just don't think they would have that would have come to their mind. And even so, um, yeah, I just I think they wouldn't have been able to act upon it when they can't. I, well, even if they they might have thought it, yeah, but they wouldn't have. Act, I don't think they would have acted upon it when they couldn't prove it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't think I don't think that would have had an 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 impact. Um. And I also think Hashu really didn't like Felix. So um. I think Andy. I think Hashu's ratings would have actually put Felix fourth and he would have moved like Alice into like second or third with to like Tom and Alice to be in second or third, which would have further helped Andy, I think. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you, do you have any insight into um, uh, Joey and Pippa's uh, final ratings as they ultimately decided the winner here? Oh yeah. yeah. So, so the circle published it. Um, they they published the final ones, so right? But in, the, in, 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 in the sense of like, why did they put Felix oh, oh, number they one? Yeah. So basically, so basically, they thought Felix was real, um, so they rated him first. Really, that's the, that's it. That's the reason. Well, yeah, and also because the difference. So I think Manrique was second, I think, and Felix was first. But the yeah. reason was like they had nothing against Felix because whereas like Manrique had her whole like triple threat thing. And she showed that she wasn't, she didn't care about them once they were gone because obviously they saw her message after. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference was with Felix, like Pippa totally understood why Felix would block her. Right. Um, because he, he didn't owe anything to her. Like, um, because apparently even when, with the blocking, when I went, um, Natalia still didn't actually care that much about me doing the question. Yeah. She only kind of agreed to it because obviously it would look, it would be bad from her game plan to not to not be annoyed at it right um but, e- but even when she found out about it she still wanted pippa out so like so like she actually she just never connected with pippa probably because they never had like a one-to-one chat mm-hmm. um and so pippa pro- understood this because she was like it's fair that's very fair that felix would get rid of me because we just haven't had the chance to speak um and then because they thought he was real as well and then like he'd, he'd been the less kind of I mean, Felix was probably the, the least shady player in the game, to be honest. I mean, apart yeah. from the fact that Natalia was a catfish. Right, right. <laughs> like, apart from that, in terms of that, actually, on, in the game itself, she was probably one of the least shady people. Because think, even think about when Gemma was the assassin, Felix was the one that called Gemma out on do it, being an assassin and doing all that like underhanded behavior and stuff. No, everyone else, we were all like very supportive of Gemma. Even yeah. I, I should have been the person that called her out, if anything, because Gemma got rid of my best friend. Right. But like, I, but Felix was the one that, Call Gemma out. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, good on uh, good on Natalia then um, for uh, for tr- for tricking for tricking Tom. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so okay, 
The show's over. Uh, how, how do you feel about the whole thing? Is the are you are you friends with everyone? Is there anyone that you uh, you like stay in contact with? Yeah, so we all have a WhatsApp group, so mm-hmm. we we are all good friends now. Um, and I think it's something that we just, I think we just see it more as, well, I do anyway. And I think a lot of people just see it more as like an experience rather than a, a game. Yeah. So yeah, we're all in, we're all like on at least good terms. Obviously, there's like smaller groups where people are closer with each other than others, but like no one's that, no one's feuding at the moment. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone that you're like particularly close to, or is it just kind of like a group thing? Um, I would say I probably am closest to like Billy, obviously, and then Andy, Natalia, um, James. I actually speak to quite a bit, um, and Shabazz, which is interesting because um, Shabazz and I, when he was the only person that wasn't there on the show at the same time as me, because he took my room, Um, so like. Yeah, but I speak a lot with him. Yeah, and and Tally actually. So yeah, those are the people I probably speak to most. Uh, so obviously there was um there was a lot of hate that was directed, and I, I saw you guys made a video that I actually thought was very uh very nice um about uh the amount of sort of like online directed uh hate that you guys were receiving. Um, is that something that uh, I mean? I imagine that it certainly everyone has, but um, has it really uh, affected you, or like how do you feel about it in general? Um, yeah, so I guess the, the, so. The message we the hashtag we've used is um, hashtag think before you post. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me in particular, I would say like generally on the whole, I would say the reception has been. I've been quite fortunate in, for my reception. Um, so like, pe- I think people the only pe- general kind of feedback I've got from even people that were kind of that I'm close to they'd say like that I had a quiet edit but like what I was shown was quite favorable um so I I didn't have that much negativity only like only a couple of messages really that were mean um that actually both actually both those messages I like made the video um yeah and I think it's I think it's pretty obvious to you can easily tell one of them that was like definitely sent to me Mm -hmm. if you yeah I don't know if you I don't know if you like well, they flashed by, so like I didn't. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so I like paused through each one just to see if like <laughs> if they like if they if if those were probably written about me. Um, because Shabazz did the whole edit, so I, so Shabazz would have gone through searching right. for most of the messages, but he asked us to submit any that we'd received. So yeah, the, so there's just a couple of messages. Um, yeah, the way I see it is that like, um, there's just really no need to message someone about you your dislike for them. Um, mm. and especially just wishing harm and I and they didn't no one no one wished harm on me really so they just said like people just said they hated me um but they didn't say that they didn't actually wish harm on me. but I know other people had like people wishing harm on them or death upon them and stuff um and I think um there's there's a big difference between having a negative opinion on someone which I think is totally fine mm-hmm. like as long as you I'm not expecting anyone to I'm not you can't you can't expect everyone to like you so I'm I'm more than happy for someone to dislike me on their own page like without tagging me kind of thing but there's a, there's a difference but there's no need for you to bring your negative view of someone onto their page their comments or their messages yeah. because actually on the time of the final there was someone that kept commenting negative stuff so i muted their account and then they just messaged me instead so it was like i couldn't even i couldn't even escape from them yeah. um so yeah i think and i think people i think this i've noticed that i think that our series has probably been the most that have revealed the most about like backstage and stuff just because we felt the need to given that yeah a big reason i think a big reason why we've received a lot of the stuff is just 
because the viewers are not understanding the fact that this is a TV show. I think they're treating this as like real life and they're not, and they're not, and they're not understanding how heavily produced everything is. Um, so yeah, it's it's really, and I think people are seeing this as like real life when it really just is ultimately a TV show about mm-hmm. a game kind of thing. Yeah, and that's the and, thing, like like even if it was, even if it was completely real, um, and, and you know, like you know, I I talk about Big Brother a lot, and Big Brother has live feeds, like we're watching, you know, most of what's happening, uh, like live, like it's 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 all there, and so like the you know the fans uh, for Big Brother would say like, oh no, no, we see we see it, we see it happen in real time. Um, but like, even if it is real, it's still not worth, you know, uh, harassing people, uh, you know, causing, uh, them to, uh, to, to have, uh, you know, like actual, uh, physical reactions to, uh, having to go on the internet and, and see this stuff, like, uh, the, the kinds of, um, uh, the, the kinds of things that people have to deal with and put up with just because, uh, they were on a show, uh, is absurd. And on top of all of that, like listen to everything that was said in this podcast uh it's not big brother it's not live feeds uh you know uh maybe maybe uh i think the i think the hashtag is right maybe think a little bit before uh for spewing out hatred i think that's and i just don't th- and i think like obviously when we were there we're all really believing like that we're playing a game so we're all doing everything in the context that we think it's a game at mm-hmm. least because obviously at that time we think everything is in a games context um so people are only doing what they're doing because they believe it's a game and for me like i don't think i don't think there was any actions that anyone did that i thought were um immoral kind of like well or not necessarily well maybe immoral but like i think there wasn't anything that anyone did that i don't think i would have done myself had i been in their position mm-hmm. i think the only difference i would say that with some contestants is that the difference with me and them might have been that when they did those decisions, they didn't seem to be upset about them or mm-hmm. feel guilt. I think the one difference is I would have I'm I was more than willing to do whatever it took to win, kind of thing, but I wouldn't have enjoyed doing it. I would have done it because I knew I needed to do that to help me win. Whereas I think some contestants may have got like a joy from being mean kind yeah. of thing. Which um, is actually, fine. I think, like, I mean, yeah. and it's fine to criticize that too. I'm not saying you can't be like, yeah, so, I don't, yeah, I don't so, like yeah, that. Yeah, so there's but... a big difference between, so that's, that would be my only kind of um, grievance with anything I saw from contestants. But that's, but that's still, even if someone shared that opinion, yeah. why don't you just put that on your own page? There's no reason for you to go in someone's messages and say that to them. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like, you, like, I think, I think the thing is that like you watch a show, you don't, you don't necessarily like you're not this person's friend. Like if you if you are a friend of somebody that you watch on TV and you see them doing something you're like, what is that? And you like message them like, what were you doing? Uh, like, OK, that's a conversation that you can have from so from a trusted friend who they know they have their best interest. In. You're not their friend. You just watch them on TV. They have no idea who you are. You're one of millions of people. Uh, and you may think that, oh, I'm just one person asking a question. I'm just one person giving my opinion on what they should be doing or how they should be living their life. But it's not just one person. It's, it's a lot of people and that's very overwhelming. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, is, is, ever, is everyone uh, do, doing all right? Uh, everyone's like, uh, okay with, with everything? Yeah, I think, so. I mean, the site support has been pretty good to be fair. Like, um, and I think, because I think Tim from series two, I, for their series, apparently it wasn't, supposedly i don't i wasn't there so like but supposedly they criticized it but um we've i think we've been given plenty of 
um, site support. Um, so that's I think that side, I think that site side has been um, fine, really. Um, yeah, I think for me, any in terms of what I'd like to see with Series Four is probably if I think Series Four is probably going to happen. I mean, they've opened for a potential, but I, I the ratings are quite have been better than Series Two overall. So I assume mm. Series Four will happen. Um, I'd say for Series Four, I'd probably just want more of a game aspects kind of thing um just i like because i think you, i think we can even just you don't even have to have been in my position to see that because i think from your position or any viewer it's like the twists are always influenced by the ratings rather than the wait so have i got the right so the, yeah the ratings influence the twists whereas i think for i want the show to evolve where the twists influence the ratings yeah yeah um I mean, I can, I can tell you, and this is a conversation that we've had on these podcasts. Obviously, uh, I'm in the U.S., uh, you know, we're watching this, this show at least started in the U.K. There's certainly a U.S. version now. Um, but, uh, you know, again, as somebody who talks about Big Brother a lot, um, you know, our version of Big Brother Survivor, um, you know, it's been on TV for over 20 years now. Um, and, and in my opinion, the reason why it continues to work is because it is primarily a game that is televised. And certainly there are aspects of it that we hate, that we wish they wouldn't do twists and so on and so forth that we get frustrated with. But I, uh, I think that um, when it comes to these kinds of shows, like, yeah, you can create some great seasons here and there um, when you, when you have a show that is, that is also a game uh, with, a, with the framework of a game, I should say. Um, but eventually you kind of run out like, uh, like, you know, uh, you, you can only tell so many stories um when when you're telling stories as opposed to letting them play out right um and so i think uh the best thing for the longevity of of the circle personally would be if they opened it up to be more strategic and uh, more of a game because that leads to more um organic storylines that can sort of like be a, a little more unpredictable and, uh, and more fun but uh, but that's think, you know that's an american perspective almost, but i think that's a bit of the irony of the cast because the car the car the way they cast it was they really cast us as people that had their game plan set and people that really wanted to play the game so it was more it was kind of it was quite ironic that we they the cast were the people that were most likely to give everything that you would have wanted kind of yeah but the show was probably carried out in the least like that way yeah even though the cast themselves wanted it to be like that so it's, it's that's quite like a juxtaposition is that the correct word yeah, yeah. um yeah so, so yeah um so like that's it was that was strange in that sense but yeah i definitely think there could be more of a game aspect and i think the other thing that i think i'm a bit worried about for series four is that they definitely went did so many twists this year mm-hmm. that they have kind of, i do fear that they might have boxed themselves into a corner that they're gonna like run out of twists and i fear that i didn't did you follow like uk big brother much i uh, know i never was a huge okay. fan of it because because you know, it wasn't enough of a, of a, because, of a real yeah. game for so, me. so um basically towards the end of one of the later series of big brother in the uk um i remember like they did some they it ended up just they just doing like twists to, for the sake of twists right. so um, they, they did like one twist where like literally in like week two or three um they had like the, the housemates did like nominations and like half the house were up for eviction. But what the twist was, was th- it was actually the people that weren't nominated that were up for eviction. And like, so it was like, and so the six that weren't up for, weren't nominated were actually up for eviction and four of them got evicted and they replaced them with four new people. 
And like what ended up happening was they literally got rid of people that probably could have won the show or yeah. made the final in like week two or three just for the sake of a twist. Yeah. Um, and I'm scared that I'm scared that for series four, they might do something like role reversal where like whoever comes lowest in the ratings becomes influencer mm-hmm. or something. And I just don't like stuff like that because if in the, if you're going to, in the concept of it being a merit, meritocratic game, bad performance shouldn't be rewarded. Yeah. Um, so like, because I even felt that way about even in our series, I don't, I question whether um, Tom and Alice should have been given immunity. Yeah. Um, we talked about that a so lot. Late. Because I think, because if you think about it, Pippa and Fermi, obviously this is, this is very much criticizing the game, not the players. Right. Um, because the, the cast are fantastic. But um, if you think about it, they got blocked. So like, why should, why should being unpopular enough to get blocked be rewarded with immunity? Yeah. And, and they, they guaranteed that one of the new players introduced in the last section of the we'll game the would make the yeah. final five, which, which isn't even good uh, uh, storytelling from my perspective. Well, I think the whole reason why Shabazz was brought in was to facilitate Joey and Pippa to make the final. It kind of it um, seemed that because, way. Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't have made sense for Shabazz to have made the final just because um, the viewers wouldn't have related to someone that's been there four days. Mm-hmm. Um, so whereas Pippa and Femi had been there like 11 days at that point. So like it would have, it, that was, that was the reason why and I think it was kind of pieced together t- to get like one person from each, at least one person from each stage. So you've got your Femi and Pippa from, or Joey from like day 11 stage. Um, you've got uh, Natalia from day five and the originals from the start to mm-hmm. create like, so because that creates a narrative to the viewer that you can enter at any time and make the final kind of thing. Um, because when I, when I spoke about demographic similarities, so like um, if you know, so the first two weeks um, on both series two and I've, I've, I, don't, I don't watch series one to compare, but I think series two and series three is like when the show develops, it's like business model to know the kind of direction they want to put it in. So for series one and series two, sorry, series two and series three, um, for the first two weeks, only OG players go home with the exception of Richard Madeley, who was in series two, who was contracted to to get blocked. So that doesn't count. So only original players go home for the first two weeks. And then after the, after that point, all original players will make the final, like they'll be in the final, like that till the end. Um, And then what I've noticed is like, if you are a person of color playing a white character, you will not do well because it's not a good narrative if you in the event you did do well, it uh, will just create a lot of controversy online mm-hmm. to wider society about whether race about racism or white privilege and stuff. And the channel does not want to involve themselves in a race issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that is just not a good so that would say so if I was saying to people, the stats are clearly showing that this this character is not working because we've seen it a few times now with Alice. Um, we saw it with uh, Yolanda and Chris. And we saw it with series two, uh, Basaya, who actually, uh, Basaya actually went to my uni and she played um, Josh. Um, so we've seen it count a few times now and it's never worked. Um, I would actually say it would probably work better the other way. Mm-hmm. So I would say if anyone is, but you can't, they probably won't let you do it because it will be too controversial. Yeah, just to do it out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, no, no, but they would let it if like, they would have let Chris play as Yolanda, for example, because he would have had a genuine reason because right, he would have yeah. said, he could have said he wants to play as his beautiful wife, for example, and mm. they, they can't object to that. So like, um, 
that I would say if you have a like a close if you're married in like an interracial marriage or something then I would say definitely do that because you're giving yourself the best possible chance in my opinion well the stats are in my I just I'm just going by the stats of the results right. and, the, and the stats are showing that that's there's probably scope for that sort of character to do well uh Vithin, thank you so much this was uh this is a lot of fun um was, yeah, the, was there anything else me. that uh that like uh you're dying to get off your chest um well i mean there's just one point about about this one of the other scenarios i've seen is if you notice all people that enter midway kind of thing they mm-hmm. always survive at least one elimination yeah so that's another that's another trait so it's like because they have to show that if you enter midway that you can survive and it's not like a disadvantage to be put in midway because even when um, in series two, when Beth and Jack did finish bottom, they recreated them as Joyce and then helped them survive that mm-hmm. elimination so that they could still survive eliminate one elimination. I mean, um, I have an idea for them. Uh, you could just throw everyone in at once. Geez, just, just an idea. My, I think the only issue with that would have, would be people because people are even saying like, people watching i didn't feel it so much myself but some of the people watching our series from our cast they felt that with with nine people this series compared to eight it felt like people didn't even have a chance for like a proper introduction and it was so quick between yeah. people so if you had everyone at once at all 15, 14 characters or whatever there wouldn't have been any kind of like introductions for people it would be and the, the, it'd be hard to form connections from i do feel that's audience. i do feel that's fair i i feel like um i feel like maybe the thing for me is that like i i'd be down for like start with eight add two after the first blocking add another two after the next blocking uh I think another two there. exactly it, like like uh so i think i think it should have stopped at joey and pippa yes exactly like the adding people in the late stage of the game is 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 way too late for for me um, because like, even if it does work out, you don't like, you know, I, I'm sure, I'm sure Patty's a nice, nice guy, but like, I don't think a lot of people were excited about that outcome. I know, but Pad- Paddy, Paddy did enter at the stage that Joey and Pippa entered, to be fair. Right. But um, I, I think, I think honestly, I think even the Joey and Pippa stage is a bit late to, to introduce new characters. I think that, um, I think that like, uh, you've got to get them in. Like, well, I mean, when did Joey and Pippa enter? Was it like day, uh, it was day eleven? Day eleven. Yeah, I, I feel like even that is just like you've already been attached to the other players. Like, um, I guess there's a I, chance. I guess there's a chance that they could yeah, really. I, warm you, up I think. Them, I think but, when those contestants are entering in, it's more just to spice things up. Um, yeah, more that's anything. more. That's that is what it feels like. And, 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 and to be fair, I can I can understand that because that is the purpose of that's where the kind of show comes in. So I do. There has to be that sort of aspect, and, it, and and Paddy did prove that he could win from that that position. What I would say is, it's basically I would say it's like near on impossible to win from uh, Shabazz's mm. position or Jan's position because apparently it's Jan reported that she never even got the chance to have a chat with Paddy or Georgina. Yeah. So so she didn't even have a chat with the eventual winner and runner up of the show. So how I don't know how on earth she was meant to win from that position. Yeah. Uh, maybe they can, maybe they can just add, uh, maybe will they add new players? They have their own objectives. Maybe that's the, maybe that's what it is. When you add someone late in the game, it's not, it's not to get to the end and win. It's to like, uh, I don't know, uh, give, give them, give them unique objectives to, to do. And then like uh, when they added the Richard Madeley to get himself blocked or something like that. 
Okay, yeah. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't want to overcomplicate it because I think, like, I think, I think from viewers' perspectives, I, I think people that watched all three series, is, like, they seem to, a lot of them seem to love series one because I think they found it like the most organic. Yeah. Um. So I would, I would say, like, for series four, I would probably say, like, have a more like back to basics type. Yeah. Format. I mean, I mean, that's and that's the thing. Like, and I think I would imagine that the, they were reacting to season one when they were trying to help integrate the new players because in season one. It, there was pretty obviously like an OG alliance that formed and they were, I think kind of trying to hide it in the edit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it was very clear that any new player would have no chance. Um, but I, I, I think that's fine. I think that most of the audience probably doesn't want the new players to have much of a chance. Yeah. I need to be, to be fair. I don't, I don't think in our series, I don't think, I think the only, I think the OG alliance really only formed after I went to be fair. Yeah. Um, like, so I think until then, and maybe when, I think when I, when Pippa and Femi joined, it sort of was starting to be there, but it wasn't really like fully. So, I mean, like people well, obviously like me, triple threat was, was about to happen. Yeah. But like people, I think the only people that probably didn't find like loyalty with OGs was probably m- myself and Manrika, because I guess we, us two are probably the most like willing to be strategic. Um, but like, the, I don't think the rest, I think the rest of them would have like had more or less like some OG loyalty as well. Um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. It is. It is. All right. Well, Vithin, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us. Uh, definitely. You have provided a lot of insight into uh, the season and I uh, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much Thanks. for uh, joining us with uh, this interview. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that, uh, y- that uh, you guys, the audience have found it. Uh, just as enlightening as I have. Um, and, uh, of course, there's plenty of Circle coverage. Uh, U.S. Circle on Netflix uh, coming your way all all across the, the YouTube page and things and all that. So uh, check it all out. Uh, Vithin, where can people find you if they want to check you out on, on, on the Internet? So my Instagram is at Vithin Ilankavan. So it's just, I mean, I assume I'm like the world's most famous Vithan now. So if you type in Vithan onto Instagram, I probably will come up as like one of the first ones. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, let me try and then it. go ahead. For Twitter, for Twitter, you just need to take off the the H U N of my first name. So it'll just be Vit Ilankavan, and then that will be my Twitter. Yeah. Top results yeah. on Instagram, Vithan. Yeah. That, that's why that's why I brand myself as now world's most famous Vithan. Boom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am <laughs> not the world's most famous Taryn, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think, not, you'd think I'd get close, but I'm yeah. I'm probably like fifth. But even but even before even before the circle, if you just typed in my first name, you would get like the odd picture of me on like the first page of Google Images. Yeah. So like, would, do you not even get that? Uh, no, I'll I'll get that. Like uh, you go, you Google my first name. I think um, I think I'll I'll pop up there. It's uh, well. See, here's the here's the problem. I'm getting uh, I'm getting the Black Cauldron, Taryn. Then Taryn Killam. Um, I think I have to go to the second page. Yeah, there's the Taryn show. Yeah. Because actually, actually today when I typed in your like name and surname, like I did get you, but then I also got like some basketball player. Yep, there's a basketball yeah. player from Australia. Yep. He's the other Taryn Armstrong. We had a chat about it once. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you so much, Vithin, and uh, I will see uh, all of you guys next time.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.